Blog Talk Radio. Listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meat at stayclassymeats.com, where you can use promo code Wide Men to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. And we're back for another edition of Wide Men Can't Jump. I'm Nate. I will be uh, on board the Express here, as I am every week. And uh, along with me, as always, from the Great White North, the king, the king of pasta and meatballs. Ah, he's got some big meatballs, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tim Dombrova. Good evening, Nathan. How are you on this fine COVID-infested day? As my dad would say, fine as frog hair split three ways. This is this is good. Uh, I'm on board with that. Yes, had a nice dinner. Uh, doing okay, you know, hanging in there and doing what you can. Uh, I'd like to thank the good people doing carry out at Lorana Locus in Logan, West Virginia, if they're uh, listening, which they probably aren't. But uh, thanks. The uh, Mexican food was top-notch, as always. Speaking of which, Nate, let's pull back the curtain for a second here. Did uh, you leave me a voicemail today on the phone? Did I? I don't think so. Hmm. All right. Is there a joke? Is there a joke here? (laughs) Are you being legit? Um, I'm being legit. (laughs) Oh, I I, I don't think I I left you a voicemail. I just looked down at my phone, and it's his voicemail, but I'm pretty sure no one has phoned here today except for you. I'll have to, I'm checking my call history here. Let's, oh, mean, no, if oh, I, okay. Oh, yeah, no, okay. I better check this. That was that was the uh, Patriarch phone. I didn't even uh, hear that. I didn't even well, hear Well, I'll tell you what. Phone. While you check your voicemail, we'll hear from a voicemail from our good friend. It's not actually a voicemail. It's Stephen P. New, Woo-hoo, and you'll hear Stephen more. Me about Stephen P. New and what he brings to the table when you check out newlawoffices.com. Let's hear from him. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, 
family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Welcome back. Again, the law is a P. New. Tim, everything okay in the voicemail? Oh, boy. I don't know where to start there. And now I've got a horrible connection. I, you sound like you're underwater. And so do mm. I. Well, let's see if we can solve that. Uh, is that any better? Nope. Could be on, could be on my end. I don't know what's hmm. going on. That sounds better. As you can tell, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. No no uh, editing here. We live as live can get. Yeah, that's you just... Good I, I can't barely understand you. Okay. Let me try one more time here. Is that any better? No. Hold on. I'll try it from behind. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. While Tim tries to reconnect, we'll go ahead and pay some more bills. You'll hear a little more now from our good friends over at stayclassymeats.com. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meats that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. And again, thanks to the wonderful sponsors at Stay Classy Meats, who if you use that promo code WIDEMEN, you will save 10%, and I know... Uh, I had some people actually order some meat this week from Stay Classy Meats since there's a shortage and uh, kind of a limit on what you can get. There's no limit at Stay Classy Meats. If you want to order, you know, because uh, they ordered, I believe, uh, five, six pounds of hamburger. Uh, that's a rarity right now. You can't get that at the store. So, uh, and they were able to do it, save 10% on uh, using our promo code. So, you know, hey, you might as well go do yeah. it. The only limit there is your credit limit. Exactly. Very true. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and dive in here. Before uh, Jeff shows up, tonight will be our NFL draft special. 
We're going to dive head, foot, ankle first into the NFL draft. But before we do, let's talk about some of the moves that were made in the NFL. Rob Gronkowski is coming out of retirement to join Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. The move happened yesterday. Tampa Bay gives up a fourth-round pick, and they get back Gronkowski and a seventh from the Patriots. Tim, you uh, we talked a little bit about this off-air. Off What's your thoughts? How do you feel about this? And then me as the Bucks fan, I'll weigh in. Well, I don't really know. Um, the price was not nothing, so no no problem there. They didn't give up uh, any players, so no problem there. I'm just not 100% sure what they're getting back at this point. Um I mean, I, I don't know what Gronk. What 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 is that guy at this point? I don't really know. I'm not sure anybody knows. Now, five years ago, if you had told me that you were getting Brady and Gronkowski, and I would have been pretty pumped about that. But at this point, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I, I we're gonna have to wait and see, I guess. But it's better than doing nothing. But they had a pretty good tight end to start with. I don't know. They've got a couple. That, they've got a couple really good tight ends. That's does, uh, it, does, does it really make them? I mean, except for the Brady factor, is this, is there anything else really about this deal that really jumps out at you? Well, you know, if we make the move without Brady, maybe I question it. But again, Tampa gave up so little to get him. And the Patriots got a fourth-round pick for nothing, basically. But Tampa got a player because Gronk wasn't going to come back and play for New England. So New England no. just said, "Hell, here, take him." You know, he's not going to play for us, so here, you can have him. But is this is this a football move for on the field, or is this a football move for in the dressing room? That will remain to be seen. Um, do I think Gronk can still play at a high level? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, if he keeps himself in shape, is he going to be in football shape? I doubt it. Um, maybe he get sure. if he comes into form mid season. I think that helps Tampa because this is a guy that knows Brady's offense and it will be Brady's kind of safety net. Whereas Brady's going to have OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, um, and the guy who's really going to benefit from this offense is going to be Chris Godwin. That's going to be Brady's go-to receiver, I think. That's, um, uh, that's uh, Henry's cousin, right? Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Henry and Phineas's cousin. Chris. Oh, You're welcome, Ed Bogus. You are welcome. I think we'll we'll do well. Mike Evans may see a drop in in some production due to the there's you know Brady doesn't have that ability to hit the the deep ball threat that Evans is, but I think they're going to cater this offense to what Tom Brady wants. They're building a team to go for it. They're going on a run. No as best they can. Now, care. now, hold on, hold on. Now, if do I think they're going to win a Super Bowl with this team? Well, that wasn't probably where I was going. not. That wasn't probably where I was going. not. Okay, go ahead. Where just, were you going? I was. I was just saying, no one will care as long as they win something. If they get into yeah, the playoffs, I'm, it's a win. If they win a round, it's a bigger win. Nobody, I don't think, realistically, no one is thinking Super Bowl. But for the franchise, just the fact that. Uh, people are going to be able to tune in on Sunday and not with the automatic thought of, well, 
How are we going to lose this week? Yeah, and you, you've talked to me on enough Sundays where I'm going, well, well let's well, see how we screw this up. I, I mean, how many times have you and I on a Sunday looked at the score? Hey, Tampa Bay's winning. Yeah, but it's only in the third quarter. Give it time. <laughs> I've told just, let that, just let that loss simmer for a bit. <laughs> I've told you that many a times. I always said we yeah. could just snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, Tampa's biggest worry to me is O-line protection for Brady is going to be key. He cannot throw on the run. Tampa has to give Brady time to throw the ball. If they don't, they will not be successful. Brady is not mobile. Brady is 42 going on 43 years old. He is not a mobile quarterback. He's got to be in the pocket and throwing. You you ask Giselle if he's mobile or not. Well, yeah. Maybe you need to ask Brady if she's mobile. Oh, I but, think uh, she is, but uh, you know. if nothing else, Nate, I think even even if they don't win that much, even if they're like 500, it at least will instill in that dressing room. It will. It should get rid of this uh, myopic um, "we're a losing franchise" stigma that they've had for a while. Because well, Tom Brady, I think, Tom Brady will not will not suffer that. At the very least, everyone will be trying. There will be. I really don't believe year. that they're going to be 500. I really believe they're going to make the playoffs. Do I, I think, think they're going to win the too, division? Yeah. Do I think they're going to win the division? Yeah, we'll, but time will tell. Uh, that's just, a wait and see. I'm just saying, regardless of what happens next year, at least that dressing room should be vastly improved in its attitude. And it's outlook towards games because well, if any, you would hope. if anything, well, if anything, that's basically that's going to be Tom Brady's legacy is getting the most out of not much. I mean, they've never really had, um, you know, most most big quarterbacks have always kind of been tied to a big receiver, and he never really has been. He's always had kind no, of no, guys he hasn't. In, he's always kind of had guys in streaks that he had. You know, Edelman and uh, who was it before him? Amendola, Amendola I want to say. Amendola. Uh, Wes Welker was another guy. He's, he, yeah, he's he's always kind of had a guy for two or three years that he liked to throw to, and then that guy would be gone, and he'd find yeah. another target to throw to. He, he's never had a Jerry Rice or a Michael yeah. Irvin or any of these kind of guys. Outside so, of the year they had Moss, this may be the best receiving core Tom Brady's ever had, in my opinion. Outside so of the, be, the the year they went undefeated, this may be the best receiving yeah, core because Mike Evans, if Mike Evans gets open, Mike Evans is deadly. If Chris Godwin gets a step, he's deadly. They're going to bring in Gronk. O.J. Howard's a pure man athlete. Cameron Braid is a fantastic route runner. He's from Harvard. He's smart. Um, I love Cameron Braid. He did, they did wonders with Jameis Winston. The problem with Tampa was Tampa gave up too many scores. The defensive secondary was a problem. The offensive line was a problem. They couldn't they couldn't really establish a run game per se. Now, Brady's not a big run game guy, but he is he loves checking yeah. down to pass the ball underneath. And we have Ronald Jones, who is a fantastic pass catcher. He's also not afraid to throw the ball into the front, into the first row, or into the dirt. He he won't throw those stupid interceptions that yes. uh, your previous uh, in, the incumbent uh, was throwing. He he doesn't do that. He might not be yeah. flashy, but he doesn't make a lot of mistakes either. So, I mean, 
the Gronk move, I, I look at it this way. I, why not? I mean, what's it hurt? $10 million? Okay. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, as far as that goes, I mean, the, the, the key to the to Tampa Bay winning or losing is going to be Brady. It isn't Gronk. Gronk will help, no, no. but, he, but he, he's not the make or break there. It's Tom Brady. If he if Tom Brady if Tom has Brady, a good year, the, the the Buccaneers will be good. If he doesn't, they won't be. It'd be that simple. It's Tom Brady. It's the offensive line. It's the defensive secondary. That's the three components we have to watch with Tampa this season. One thing I'm stoked about is, hey, my team may probably be on national TV for once, so I may get to watch some games. Like because I don't buy oh, NFL. I don't buy no NFL Sunday ticket. There's no way they're not on TV. That's well, see, I never ticket. buy a Sunday ticket because I think it's ridiculous and outrageous um, to to pay that much money for NFL Sunday ticket. Like it's 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 double what league pass for basketball is. And to me, I mean, it's n- going to be. I mean, I don't think they've come up with a schedule or anything yet. But to me, that that's the second biggest ticket in town behind Las Vegas. Uh, Kansas City. I mean, that's a I mean, coming off Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but but that's I mean, yeah, okay, but you're gonna get that anyway. But I'm talking about something where they had people were watching Kansas City before winning the Super Bowl just True. made them that much more attractive. I mean, yeah. the, nobody nobody really wanted to watch the Raiders, but they're gonna want to watch them this year because they're you know it's, it's new, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to watch uh, them. <laughs> but people, oh yeah, we do. We do. We we like to watch them to see how badly they can fail, but. I can't really say much. They finished at 500. So it's like, you know, they did better yeah, than I but, thought. Yeah, but for a hot moment there, there was people talking about how they were headed to the playoffs and all that, and they quickly dealt with that by not being that good. They, they lose dealt a lot with of that games. by being the Raiders. <laughs> you know, they let Gruden, just, they, let, they let him coach the last three or four games. and I'm thinking they may have made the playoffs if they don't trade Khalil Mack. I really believe that. Yeah, having a, somebody I think to throw he, the having somebody to throw the ball to might not have hurt either. But you know, yeah, know? yeah, that's that's true. But you know them; they don't address needs or anything like that. Um, what's Speaking your thoughts? Of which, Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say I, I read an article today. It's what your thoughts are on this about um, why do NFL teams not draft the best player available? Well, why why do kinda... some teams okay? But let's say okay. For instance, all right, you've got uh, you've got a decent team, and you don't have any glaring holes. But you could all I mean everybody can always upgrade pretty much. There's not very many teams who couldn't use an upgrade at every position. Uh, so you so you're drafting in whatever spot, and there is a number one. Okay, let's say like this year for instance. Okay, we all pretty sure who's going to go first. Yeah. Now, if you're sec- so now if you're the Redskins and you're drafting second, and you let's say I mean this is all hypothetical. Let's say you need a defensive back, but the best player available is is a lineman and he's a beast. Should you draft that lineman or do you take a defensive back? You know that that's one of those. Call them as you as you see them. Me, it depends where I'm at in the draft. If I'm picking top th- top five, I'm probably going to go. Depending on what I need, I'm probably going to go. Uh, if I'm picking second, if I'm the Redskins, I'm taking the the best available player 
which will be the, the, the you know the line. Right. The premise of the article was too many uh, NFL teams draft for needs, not and you can always get better at a position. So why wouldn't you? Yeah. And and if you don't need that player, you should draft them anyway and trade them and get what you need as opposed to because you can probably get like let's say for instance this year. All right, let's without getting into it, the Bengals pick who they think we think they're going to pick, and the uh-huh. Redskins are not. And the Redskins are number two now. I think most people are going to assume who they're going to who they're drafting. Now, if they didn't need him, should they draft him anyway? And what could they get for or or trade that pick and get whatever it is that they that they needed, as opposed to. You know, um, we're going to take a cornerback. Let's say we need a DB. So we're going to take a DB who he has promise on paper, but we don't really know what he's going to be. Or we can draft this lineman who everyone wants and trade him to another team for a defensive back who's played five years in the league. Yeah, I mean, there there's multiple ways to go about it. That's what makes the draft so interesting, and that's what makes it so unpredictable. You know, it, it's kind of a what do you think these people are going to do? What do you think these teams are thinking? And then you look back at it and it's like, you know, every year the Raiders draft, I'm just waiting. Like, I'm just waiting for the, the insanity of the Oakland Raiders. So, I mean, it's just kind of well, what I'm looking we're at. Getting it, uh, we're getting it this year because I've been watching the last you know, week or so. And there was uh, there's a couple teams in the five and the six hole. So it was kind of a matter of, okay, if these two quarterbacks are available, which one is each team going to take? Now today, out comes the story that one of those teams, and we'll get to that when we get to the actual draft, that one Mm -hmm. of those teams maybe is thinking about bailing on one of those quarterbacks and picking somebody else. Now, whether they do that or not, who knows? They probably don't know at this point yet. But then the, the thing comes up is, okay, if you're an NFL football team and you don't have a quarterback, which neither of these two teams does, or not a very good one anyway at this point, one of them doesn't have a quarterback because their guy has uh, left, um, why in God's name would you not draft a quarterback? I mean, common sense says you should but at the same time, you got to look at where you're at and what value you're getting from each player. So that that's kind of what I'm thinking well, would on. It, it. Would 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 it be ridiculous to suggest that there are actually some franchises who don't care about winning or losing and spite well, even and if, all that sort of stuff? Well, that's the thing. The NFL is, is you're not going to get in the NFL one play most of the time. One player does not turn a team around. If you're picking in the top five, it just doesn't happen. Well, unless so, that player, unless that player is like um, generational, and there's not many of them. And uh, yeah, I mean that doesn't happen very often. But uh, speaking of generational, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, it's Jeff, the generational hey, talent. It's geriatric <laughs> Jeff. How's it going? Hanging yeah. in there. Doing all right. Another um, day in paradise, my friend. Well, Nathan, I heard you say that uh, teams didn't care about winning. I didn't. I didn't know if you were talking about Jerry Krause or uh, Jerry <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up. I really because I was going to ask you 
The last dance started this past Sunday. The uh, ten-part series, the first two parts came out. And uh, in the age of binge-watching, this is torture, by the way, that they're doing it like this. Um, Jeff, you were you're a Jordan fan. You know, I, I was a Jordan fan, Tim. You were a Jordan fan. Big Jeff, time. what what's your thoughts on on this documentary? You go ahead, and Tim, you can share your thoughts. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this documentary. <clears throat> well, my takeaway was uh, just who I brought up. Uh, it was it was really a shame that uh, the Jerry's uh, their egos were put. They put their egos or tried to put their egos higher than the players, than the whole team. Uh, and uh, some of the – another thing was that <clears throat> Scottie Pippen's ridiculous contract uh, from 1991 to 1998, seven years, $18 million. And, you know, the timing was bad during <clears throat> early 90s. When I guess whenever he signed his contract, he was looking for security, make sure. But um, even though he was told – um, not to sign the deal. However, you know, most, you'd think some teams would try to restructure it uh, as well as he played. And and uh, Jordan, he had an eight-year contract from 88 to 96 just worth $25 million. So, I mean, that was, you know, grand, and that was grand theft, <laughs> uh, right, both of those players. Um and then of course yeah. he finally ninety seven, ninety eight he got he got paid a lot more. But uh, boy boy did he. <laughs> like thirty six um, million I believe he was making in ninety seven, ninety eight. Right was Jordan. So, uh before I go over reservedly so. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh but let me make this argument, maybe the counter argument here. Um devil's advocate. I believe Pippen should have been paid, but if Pippen gets Pippen was making two like two and a half million a year. Let's say Pippen isn't is making more than that. We'll say ten. They're not going to be able to afford some of those players that they had, including sure. Rodman, Kukoc. Believe it or not, ninety seven, ninety eight, Kerr was only making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you're looking at con- contracts are completely different in this day and age. Just because of, you know, the salary cap and, and players, you know. And, of course, money was a lot different then than it is now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, $2 million now we kind of scoff at. $2 million back then was a lot of money. Now, granted, Pippen was worth more, in my opinion. But if Pippen yeah. doesn't take that pay if, – if Pippen doesn't take that money and does get a 10 – let's just say a $10 million a year contract. With the way the contracts were laid out, Pippen – Doing that, you lose Kukoc, you lose Long- Longley, you lose Harper. <clears throat> You're so right. then what are you have stuck to, with? They would have had to sign uh, not as good as players, you know. And then, exactly. And uh, the Warriors, uh, they've they've you know signed some guys that's uh, you know their bench is usually not very deep, which they had great players in their yeah. run. You know they, uh, but. You know, they, a lot of times they would get guys like Sean Livingston, guys that came off injury. You know, he was talented, but, but skillful still yet, even after his injuries. Uh, Ugadala, guys like that's what the Bulls would have had to done in a scenario yeah. like that. It's hard to say if they would have or not, but we'll never know. But I mean, uh, you're right. Uh, I understand. I understand your point there. And but I was just, 
not Especially saying the that's the year. right way. Him. I'm just saying that's you know playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, you tell Phil Jackson though on the Jerry's when I brought in. You tell him when he comes in the office, hey, if you go 82, this is your last year. I don't care if you go 82 and 0. I mean, what is that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> that's absurd. And, then, <laughs> and they no were looking that. at the Tim Floyd, which uh, Jordan mocked him and called him pink. Uh, <laughs> uh, but for the last, from 96, 97, 97, 98, they were talking about signing him. And, uh, of course, there was going to be resentment among the players, and, and then the city would, it would have been awful. So uh, and it ended up being kind of awful. But here's what I, I think, Nathan, and I'll let Tim uh, give his thoughts as well. I really believe that both the Jerry's were comfortable with just they won their three or four championships or whatever. I think after that fourth one in '96, they they went 72 and 10, the best record of all time at the time for regular season, and then they went only lost three games in the playoffs. Actually, they they went uh, uh, they went 15 and one before they lost two, or let's say 14 or 15 and one before they lost two games to Seattle in the. In, yeah, the, in the NBA finals. finals, they were up. They were up. The only team they lost to was the Knicks in the playoffs, like in the semifinals, I believe, Eastern Conference semis. Yeah. And then they swept the, the Heat. And then they uh, they was up on the Sonics 3-0. And the Sonics won two games in Seattle, and Chicago came back in Game Six. And Chicago won. But um, anyways, I, I think they were. T- they said, "Well, we've done all this. We've got Pippen uh, uh, contract." Coming to a uh, close, uh, uh, Rodman's, you know, Kukoc, all these guys, let's blow it up and re- rebuild. And I think they were okay with that uh, at the time, regardless of – I don't think they cared if they wanted to win a fifth or sixth championship like the players did. And that's what Jordan was talking about. We're entitled to play or win this. So have somebody, Don't blow it up. Have somebody beat us. Take us – that's fine. Beat us, but don't blow it up before somebody beats us. And with the yeah. lockout in 1999, it's hard to say what would have happened. Uh, they might, you know, with just 50 games being played, I think they would have made the final. Definitely would have made the finals again. Not for sure if they would have beat the Spurs or not. Uh, been a good series, but uh, anyways, they they should have had a chance at it. Yeah, Tim, what's your thoughts on the Last Dance? Great documentary for starters. Um, pretty unique look at a what goes on behind the curtain that you don't always see and certainly not um, uh, as raw a look as what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, Michael Jordan, without a doubt, one of the most arrogant men you'll ever meet, but at the same time, you want to win, baby, or you want to lose? You pick. Because if you want to win, then just follow me and I'll lead you there. Because, Lord, I mean, what a – talk about a guy who hated losing in every facet of everything. Un- unbelievable. Um, the Scottie Pippen thing, um, yeah, okay, underpaid, sure. But he was the one that wanted that contract. He wanted that long-term security at that time. Um, should they maybe have redone that deal? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I'm curious as to what the Chicago Bulls' financial situation 
was in those years. Uh, because they could have easily, you know, Jordan didn't need the big salary because he was making the big money in endorsements and appearances and all that sort of stuff. And I'm kind of surprised that Scottie Pippen couldn't have at least, and maybe did for all I know, um, that he couldn't have milked that cow a little better and made his money from shoe deals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Jerry's, You know, that, that, that's kind of how it works in sports. There's always that tug between the players or is it management's brain power that gets you to the, you know, to the wins. I think they got tired of, of hearing how great the team was and how well anybody could, anybody could get this team to the, to the finals. I mean, they're, they're good. You know, you didn't really have to do much. They both had little big man syndrome from what I can tell. Um, because I don't know if it's me, man. I'm giving Jordan whatever he wants. I'm giving Pippen damn near whatever he wants, and I'll punch in pieces around those two till neither of them can play. And I don't understand why they didn't do that, except that egos kind of got in the way. I guess. Guess we'll see maybe as it goes along. But yeah, it was a very it was a very interesting look at at things you don't normally get to hear about. I mean, to the point where they even let them swear, which I thought was real interesting. There yeah, the edited... There's a couple of F-bombs, and it, it was pretty raw. The edited version is on ESPN2, I guess, for younger viewers. But, yeah, on ESPN, it's it's straight-up unedited. Uh, one thing I did want to mention was on this documentary, it was really interesting to see everyone's reaction to, you know, Pippen, especially Pippen talking about how he had had enough and Jordan's reaction to some comments that were made and, and you see it and you see how big Michael Jordan actually was in his time and how huge he was. And then you see him behind closed doors with cameras where guys are like, you know, hey, we want us a championship. Michael, it don't count. This don't count. You know, Michael. Yeah. Michael the wants McDonald's to win. Thing. Yeah, he didn't yeah. care about that at all. Yeah, he didn't even care. He was just like, "No, nah, there's no count." And then, like, he's yelling at his teammates at practice, letting them all have it. And it's just like everybody's like, "Oh, he's yeah." It seems like a dick move. And I'm like, "No, nah, it seems like a guy that wants to win." That's what I. That's how I look at it. Uh, that's a guy with some drive, some determination. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I'm enjoying it. And uh, you know, part three and four is Sunday. So uh, everybody get ready for that. That should be fun. I know I'll be I know where I'll be Sunday ready for that. Um so yeah, it's 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 good to go back and to see all this. And I'm so so glad that they didn't make us wait till June. For that. Right, I'm glad yeah, they moved I, it up. I uh, Nathan, real quick, did you notice do you guys notice his uh eyes like being bloodshot whenever they talked to him and Yeah. Have, like they had top his drink off and stuff in between, like the commercials, or whatever you could tell it was low, and then it'd get filled back up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's 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 weird, like you said, it's weird kind of seeing him like that. You get to really know, you know, we're used to seeing him on the, you know, doing fadeaway jumpers or doing cross, switching hands in the mid, middle of the air or whatever for a layup, but uh, but seeing that that was that was uh, really unique. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely talk about the uh, next episodes next week, and we'll, we'll dive more into this. But uh, I'll tell you what, we're going to pay some bills right now, and when we come back, we'll dive in. It's NFL Draft, and we'll go as long as we got to go. 
to get through all 32 picks of the NFL draft. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, they're back. They're back shipping. They're back selling. Go to their Facebook page. Check them out. They've got new stuff, a lot of great stuff. Go check them out. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now at stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks again to our wonderful sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, stripcamfun.com, and of course, New Law Office and Stay Classy Meets. All right, it's the main event. It's what we're all here for. This one, <laughs> get ready. It's time. Buckle up, settle in, get comfortable. Here we go. <laughs> It's the 2020 NFL Draft, presented by Wide Men Can't Jump. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not no, quitting my was, day job. I thought you were going to like it was going to be the first annual quarantine draft sponsored by COVID-19 or something like that. I thought you were going to go with <laughs> For it. For real. All right. What we're going to do is we'll start out with the first pick, um, and we'll let Tim lead us off here. And... Uh, Tim, we'll let you kind of throw it where you want to, and uh, we'll go from there. And we're again, these are our predictions, and I am about, I'm a hundred percent confident in my first pick, and zero percent confident from here on out. So that's just me. It it will be a real crapshoot after that. But anyway, uh, drafting first, the powerhouse Cincinnati Bengals. Um, There's about what point zero 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 one percent 
that this pick isn't what we all think it's going to be? Because, of course, yeah. as we know, the Bengals will select Boomer Esiason, number one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can see that coming. Uh, Jeff, who, who do you got the Bengals taking? Um, I got the Heisman Trophy winner going first. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean is there it. any doubt that like, would there not be a riot in Cincinnati if they don't pick him? Oh, I, th- I think there'd be a, a riot in, uh, everywhere but Cleveland in uh, the state of Ohio. <laughs> if uh, they didn't take him. <laughs> Cleveland, will be riding, Cleveland will be riding over their own picks. They don't need to join in on the Bengals' picks. But, yeah, Joe Burrow, uh, 6'4", 221 quarterback from LSU. The obvious first pick here for Cincinnati. The Andy Dalton era is over. And it's time to uh, it's time for Burrow to get in there, and the Bengals have a lot of needs, but obviously it's going to be Burrow. And, and for for once, or not maybe not for once, but I don't think this is a a, a guess pick, or a, I hope he turns out to be something. I think this guy's the real deal. Yeah, uh, I mean, if he turns he, out to be a bust yeah. in hindsight, if he turns out to be a bust in hindsight. I will never criticize Cincinnati for taking him. Right, you can't. Because yeah. I'll be like, you know yeah. what? From what I no. saw, from what I saw, I would have took him too. So, well, this, a, this is a no-brainer. He, yeah. he is, in my opinion, he is a better prospect and a better quarterback than the guy down the road in Cleveland. Well, that remains to be seen. All right. Uh, On the clock, Eastern Ohio, pick number... I, I, I'm sorry, Nathan, Southeastern Ohio, the guy's going home, so... Uh, they have to. That's where he's from, Athens, and yeah. dad coached to OU, so it's easy. There's, like there's I said, just, all yeah, of Ohio would riot. There's just no reason not to take him. They need a quarterback. There's nothing about him that where you go, okay, um, he might be three of the five things, and the other two things he really needs to work on. Probably, in all honesty, about the only thing he really doesn't have, he has a good arm. He doesn't have a great arm. But he doesn't suck either. It's not like he can't throw at all. He doesn't have a bullet. He doesn't have a shotgun of an arm, though, as they say. But other than that, he's got everything else. So yeah. if they don't pick him, I would like to know what they would take in a trade for that pick to not pick him. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't think you got to worry about that. Um, let's no, go ahead I don't and go think to, so either. But, let's go ahead and go to anyway. pick number two. Uh, Washington Redskins on the clock. Tim. Well, I'm going to pick RG3 or RG4. RG five. <laughs> I mean, let's be, let's be honest. You're going to give poor Washington, Redskins fans flashbacks here. The Washington Redskins should take Chase Young, but who they may pick, I don't know because this is the Redskins. Um, I echo that too. When you all see crapshoot, it starts right here, literally at this pick because uh, Washington, somebody could move up in that spot. And you could take – so I wouldn't be surprised to see Tua or Justin Herbert from Oregon go second. People trading up. You just never know. And, you know, if, if uh, Washington okay, well, wants me, to move back. Let me rephrase that. Uh, if Washington does pick, there's a pretty good chance they're probably going to pick a defensive player because Ron Rivera is kind of a defensive guy. Yeah. Now, that being said, it's the Redskins, so who the hell knows. But, yeah. I mean, if the best player, I'd probably take Chase Young if it's me. Yeah, same here. If I'm Washington, I don't trade this pick. This is um, – you're going to get 
a guy who is unbelievably talented in Chase Young. 6'5", 264 edge rusher. This is a guy that you can anchor your defense around. This is a guy that's going to disrupt uh, whether it be passes, runs. He's the real deal. He's legit. Maybe the best player in college football last year. I think they stay and they take Chase Young. All right, moving on to another crapshoot. Oh, the Detroit Lions. What? What? I, I don't even know. They could just pick <laughs> anybody and probably be okay. Yeah. They take John Kitna. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if they My, anybody anybody that they could pick of, like if they pick the best cornerback or the best linebacker or the best receiver or whoever, it wouldn't really matter. They'd be good enough yeah. to play for Detroit, probably, yeah. because they're no. that bad. Um, I think the rumor is, or the consensus was, that they'll take uh, a cornerback at three. Because they don't really have – they've only got one. Because they picked up uh, – who was it? Um, uh, Desmond Trufant they picked up. But they don't mm-hmm. have anybody on the – they don't have anybody else on the other side. Yeah. So, uh, I'm leaning to uh, Jeff. O- I'm not sure. Is it o- Okuda? Is that how you pronounce Okuda. it? Okuda. Jeff Okuda. I think I think that will be their pick if they keep that pick. But that's another one that could be gone. So. Same here. I, I, I've got them taking him. And really, like you said, they couldn't go wrong. I don't. There was word uh, a little bit today that on TV that. Oh, there's Jeff Okuda's agent right there, calling. <laughs> they might. That's Detroit. That's Detroit shopping oh. the pick. They want to they make a. Too. They want to make a really bad movie with Kevin Costner in it for next year. <laughs> they, uh, would, do you all think they would take a quarterback? No, I, I don't see I don't it. So. I don't. I don't think Tua. I don't think Tua going at three makes sense. Matt Stafford still got some 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 time in him. I do. I honestly believe that. He's not. Yeah, I, yeah he's not going to lead you to a Super Bowl. But I don't think you take a risk here on on drafting a quarterback. And there's too many question marks around the quarterbacks left after Burrow, in my opinion. I think if Detroit picks here, which I'm highly doubting that they do, uh, to me this is where Detroit would move back. I'm thinking they go Akuda if they actually do pick at Ohio State, the cornerback. So right now we all three agree. On the first three first picks, three. that's scary. Well, that's yeah, but we're we're just working on best player available, really. Yeah. I got a feeling this pick's going to be different. Well, here's another franchise that okay, I guess sort of the quarterback position, and I'm not sold on their quarterback either for that matter. But they are, I think. Um, New the York New York Giants. football giants. Yeah, the New York Giants of New Jersey. Um, <laughs> Eli Manning uh, for the first time in a yeah, long time. But, I mean, they've got holes everywhere, too. So, and where they, they go. Down. They also could trade down. Yeah, I, I don't know where, what they'll do, to be honest. Uh, I'm leaning towards defense. But I could be wrong there. But if it's me, I'll take uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, linebacker, and I'll be happy with that. But who knows? Uh, yeah, my Giants, uh, and it, and that's a possibility, Tim. I really believe they could 
take him. But I, I've got them taking the uh, tackle from Iowa, uh, Tristan Wirfs. And uh, that's, like you said, that's a hole that linebacker is a hole that you need field, uh, tackle is. So it's just really up to them what who they're really – who they really want, I guess, at that point. And and uh, I would be all for them trading down, as long as it's not too far down. Yeah. I have them going uh, offensive line as well, but I have them going uh, Jedrick Willis out of Alabama. Uh, that just makes too much sense for them. Their offensive line play has been terrible, uh, just to say the least. And I think this is where they decide to go here to try to protect uh, Jones. Uh, and Barkley, get Barkley some room. So I'm going with Willis. I mean, I could see either of your guys' picks make sense. So we'll just have to wait and see what they decide to do. All right. Yeah. Who knows? Miami. Uh, yeah. M I A. Another M I. Miami. Uh, I mean, here's another team. Got holes everywhere. Um, but honestly, they need a quarterback. I mean, they've got Fitz Magic for God's sake. Uh, don't hate. I, I don't hate him, but he ain't. Harvard, he ain't Harvard graduate, baby. I, I don't hate him, but he ain't winning, you know, playoffs. He, you're not getting there with him. It just ain't happening. Um, Miami's a mess, though. But I think they'll take a quarterback. Which one, I don't know. But I'm kind of leaning towards – I'm kind of leaning towards Tua just because they've got Fitzpatrick and he's under contract for another year. So they can see what Tua's got, but I wouldn't be surprised if they picked the other guy at that spot either. Uh, I like echo Tim there. I just uh, I got actually had them taking uh, Justin Herbert from uh, Oregon, the quarterback. Yeah, I think that they'll go quarterback as well. I have them taking Tua, if anything, for the buzz, just to get some eyes on my on the Dolphins, like. Yeah. How long has it been since the Dolphins were just semi-relevant even? Like, it's been a while. Dan um, Marino? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Pr- pretty much. Um, I'm not, that's not a joke. Pretty much. Yeah. They had Noodle Arm uh, Pennington for a little while. And they did yeah, they did. That. that they did. Um, but, yeah, I think they take two uh, just, to, just to try something. I mean, it's worth the risk, I think, for them. The only thing about two I don't like is his height and his and his injury proneness. But I mean, other than that, he's got skills. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, the L.A. Chargers now the with their new uniforms that I actually very much like. Uh, L.A. Chargers. So now, do the Chargers pick a quarterback, or do they pick somebody to protect a quarterback? That'd be the the sixty four million dollar question. I mean, if they pick a quarterback, they take whichever one is left between whoever didn't go five, unless there's some trading involved at five and up, which who knows. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards the quarterback, but I've re- been reading a lot that they're going to take a, an offensive tackle instead from Louisville, Mister Beckton from Louisville. Nathan, while you was gone a while ago, I actually was telling Tim, I, I believe there could be a, a run on offensive tackles. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, especially, and then there's, of course, we all know there's probably going to be a run on wide receivers uh, as well later on. But uh, I've got the San Diego taking Tug. You all had him at five. I'm going to have him at six. 
I'm going to go the offensive line way. Uh, for some reason, and it, it's puzzling to me, the the Chargers are pretty much saying that, hey, we've got Tyrod Taylor, and we like Tyrod Taylor, and we want to run with Tyrod Taylor. I'm, you know, I mean, that's fine. So I think they're going to take a guy to help protect Tyrod Taylor, and that's Tristan, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa, the big 6'5", 320-pound lineman from Iowa. So, you know, interesting way to look at it, but uh, we'll see with the Chargers. You know, anything can happen with them. Uh, no more Phillip Rivers there, so that's going to be interesting to see. No Phillip Rivers, no Melvin Gordon. Who are these Chargers? I, I don't recognize them. <laughs> they're the Los Angeles Chargers, by God. Hey, their new uniforms are sick, though. I don't care what anybody says. Those things are awesome. Well, I'm the only thing I don't year, like, I don't, the numbers on I the helmet I don't them. like, but other than that. I hope I hope I don't call them San Diego this year, because I called them San yeah. Diego most of last year. So. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff, called, took... Jeff called them San Diego just now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually had him on my sheet. Of sandwich, so. It's a hard habit to break. Um, yeah. Yep, we're there for a long time. but uh, Yeah. All right, let's go to pick seven. Uh, Carolina. In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. Ooh. Don't Thank quit you. your day job. <laughs> well, well, you two assholes. Go ahead. <laughs> Carolina, another... I don't know. Um, I'm going to say need to be better on defense. Uh, couldn't stop the run worth a hoot last year. Uh, I'm going to go with defensive tackle Derek Brown from Auburn. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the same, Tim. Uh, just echo what you say there. And I think this is going to be a really, really good pick for Carolina. I think – not, I mean, I know he's pick, getting pick seventh, but and and I think that's an underrated pick for him. I think he's actually top three or top four, uh, with, you know, out the quarterback situation, people trading up, and, you know, how they overvalue quarterbacks or whatever. So I actually uh, I have them taking them as well. Well, I'm going a different route. I'm going to go since Luke Keekley has stepped away. I am going to take Carolina taking a corner in C.J. Henderson. They've got to beef up the corners. They allowed too many passing yards last year. Uh, Keekly leaving. Maybe they go linebacker. You know, Isaiah Simmons maybe. But I think they're going to go corner here. Henderson falling to seven for them is a good pick uh, out of Florida. So I'm going to go Carolina taking C.J. Henderson. I, I, have no, and, I have no okay. comment on that. No. All right. At eight, the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray. What say you gentlemen? So, Kyler Murray ran for his life last year. Um, Indeed. The, uh, the, the Cardinals, they uh, traded for Hopkins, so they don't need a receiver. Um, <laughs> yeah, and gave up a bag of balls for him. Yeah, uh, they're going to take a tackle. Offensive tackle, that is. Uh, who that might be might be up for debate. Um, I got him taking Jedrick Wills from Alabama in the eighth spot. Uh, I have them going with linebacker. I uh, have them taking uh, – he can also play safety. Almost anything, really. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of went the same route as Tim. You got to, uh, you got to find somebody that's going to protect. I got him taking Micaiah Becton uh, from Louisville. You know, six foot seven, three hundred and sixty-four pounds, but moves like he's two hundred and fifty. Could be the steal of the draft at eight if he goes there. I, I like I think, him. I think they could trade down as well. This is a team. Definitely, oh, this is a hot spot for uh, teams to move up to get maybe uh, a top wide receiver or another. Uh, yeah. Even a corner. But, uh, yeah, that's I, I, a big possibility. Ball, yeah, they, they very well could move down as well. Uh, I, I feel – Carolina, Arizona, Jacksonville, Cleveland, any of them could actually move down in this instance. Um, there, there's going to be some move. I, I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of uh, the pick has been traded come uh, tomorrow night or Thursday night whenever you're listening to this. All right, at pick number nine, the Shad Khan-owned Jacksonville Jaguars. Tim, what say you? Okay, I see. this is where we're going to differ because you guys got him gone already and I didn't. Um, I got them taking uh, Her- Justin Herbert, who I still have on my board at this point. Um, I'm not. I, I'm not. A, I, I like Gardner Minshew. I just don't know that he's the quarterback of the future in Jacksonville. So, but this this to me, I don't think I don't think Jacksonville takes a pick here. I think this pick gets dealt. But um, that's where I'm at with that one. So. I uh, I have them. Tim, the last uh, pick you had Arizona taking Willis, and I I have Jacksonville taking Willis here. Offensive tackle from Bama. When I look at Jacksonville, they've got a lot of needs. Quarterback being one of them. I don't see Jacksonville taking a quarterback this high. I think I think you're going to see that one guy fall in the draft. And I think it's going to be Justin Herbert. I don't think enough teams are willing to take a risk on a high pick when they have needs in other areas. Because, you know, you said Gardner Minshew, you're not sold on him. I think Jacksonville is sold on Gardner Minshew. I really do. I think they feel like they've got their guy. Uh, If Jacksonville takes this pick, they're going to try and beef up that D-line. Derek Brown out of Auburn, 6'5", 326 would be a good fit for them, and I think they go to try to beef that up at uh, defense. You ever notice that, that Nate is quite fond of uh, stating the heights and weights of the of the players? Well, that's because I did my research, and I have them all written down here, so I didn't do all this work to not say it. So I, thought maybe you were just, I thought maybe you were just trying to point out guys that were bigger than you. He's not bigger than me. Hate to break it to it. I said it. Gigante at seven foot two, four fifty. The giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Let's move on to everybody's favorite redheaded stepchild of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, the Cleveland Browns. Um, I don't know. For me, if you if if Cleveland picks at ten. They have got to pick an offensive tackle. They have got to try to protect poor Baker Mayfield. Um, Greg Robinson was god-awful on the blind side this year. Not his fault necessarily because they got him playing somewhere where he probably shouldn't be playing. But 
Um, I still got Tristan Wirfs available at 10, and if he's available at 10, Cleveland should snap him up in a heartbeat. I uh, also have them taking a tackle, uh, Andrew Thomas, from the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, really, though, I, I really believe that Cleveland could trade down, maybe like in the late teens, 17, 18, 19, somewhere right there, and, and still get a good tackle and gain an extra pick. So they're in a hot spot, too, for like somebody wanting to trade up and get Henderson or uh, a mm-hmm. receiver or or maybe even a quarterback if one, or, one of them drops. So. I think there's a pick here that if Cleveland stays and they don't trade, this is a guy that they can get here, and I think he's going to help them big time. And that is uh, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. And for your uh, wondering, Tim, he's six foot four, two 238 pounds. Uh, I think he helps that defense, beefs them up. So I'm going to definitely go with uh, Cleveland if they pick here, Isaiah Simmons. Have we lost Tim? Tim, are you with Uh, us? I think we've lost Tim. Sounds like it. Yes. Well, I... lost him there so uh we'll see if he he'll be back in just a second normally if anything happens he he bounces right back in here but uh well we're through the first 10 picks of the draft and we're looking now at the second well we'll call it the the middle third of the draft so far we've had a lot of similar picks but uh you know, uh, a lot of parody you know, and again Jeff if you're I think that you're going to see a lot of switching a lot of trades. I can yep. see that. And there's going to be a lot of teams calling, trying to get up there. And maybe not just for quarterbacks. I think you're going to see some guys making some moves after some corners, some linebackers. There's some players out there that are definitely worth trading up for. Right. And it seems to be like it's going to be a pretty deep draft, uh, too. I mean, you're going to, you're going to have guys maybe even drop into the second round that, that uh, people thought would be in the first round. And, uh, you know, some of those guys in the and some of the teams that's picking early in the second round, uh, they're going to they're going to get some good talent there. And yeah, um, and, and so. uh, but what, let me let me ask you this: with this draft, before we get into the the middle third here, how much do you think teams are affected by not having combine reports? not being able to see these guys at the NFL Draft Combine, because a lot of them they haven't got to see. And this is a lot of guys who are – they're basing everything off of what they saw in college, senior bowls, things like that. Yeah, that's something new, too. And like you said, there potentially – you know it's going to happen. happens every year, but there's going to be some teams that reach, and uh, there's going to be some busts because of that. I mean, there's going to be – we're going to look back at some of these teams and say – well, they over they overdid it and reached for this guy or whatever. In particular, you know what position it usually is. It's a wide receiver position. There's some that do <laughs> yes. really well, and then there's some that and there are absolute bust. Ask the Detroit Lions. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then there's going to be some teams like I was saying. It's going to be picking the early second. That. It, it's going to be the reverse effect of that. It's going to be, well, this, they got a steal on this guy, you know. So that's, you know, it's going to happen. 
It happens every year, but more so probably this year. You're going to, you may have some guys drop it. An uh, offensive line this year, it seems like they're dominating the, you know, just first, second round. There's a lot of guys that has a lot of potential, and a lot of teams are going to be able to fill needs there. So, Yeah, and when you look at, at offensive line, in my opinion, uh, offensive line is the most important position in football. Uh, your quarterback can't throw. Your running back can't run. Nothing happens without a good offensive line. Right. And they are the biggest piece of the puzzle in terms of getting your team built and ready for, you know, anything that's happening in terms of getting the team ready for, you know, each play. If, you know, your offensive lineman takes a play off, that could be the end of your career. I mean, it doesn't right. take much. Right. Uh, you get blindsided. <laughs> yeah, ask Joe Theismann. I mean, <laughs> you know, just one hit and you're done. Uh, but I, I honestly believe that O-line every year should be big. Not as many edge rushers this year as there have been in past years. It, it seems like the past few years, the, the defensive end edge rushers were really the popular thing. Everybody wanted right. to get a D end. Everybody wanted those edge rushers. This yeah. year, there's one at the top, and then it's a, a good ways down to the next guy. So, yeah, you're right. And, and I, that, that's something I definitely noticed uh, with – with this year's draft. Well, uh, Tim has not yet rejoined us, so I don't know what's going on there. He, his computer may have shut down, and he had to reboot it. Uh, but let's go ahead, and uh, we'll let Tim catch up here yeah, whenever he we'll comes come back. back. Let, yeah, all right, let's go ahead and get to the middle third of our drafts. The New York Jets are on the clock. And speak of the devil, there's Tim. And uh, welcome back, Tim Dombrova, to the NFL Draft Talk. I've lost my notes. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, I had a serious. His weight and height. He lost his notes. He had to. Oh, man. Wow. God, I'm going to have to turn this off. I'm going to turn this off after that joke. Wow. Um... We haven't moved on. We kind of uh, waited for well, you to come back. What in God's name is going on? Yeah, my computer's having a moment here. I don't know what it's doing. It is not pleased. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, c- c- carry we... on. I'll, I'll, I'll join in when I'm ready. Okay. New York Jets, pick at 11. Jeff, who do you have the Jets jumping in with? And, Tim, let us know yeah. whenever you're ready. Well, with the start of the wide receiver run, I've got the Jets taking Jerry. I think he pronounced his name Judy from Alabama. Jerry State. Judy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes. And really, either him or his uh, teammate uh, could go here. Uh, I've, I've, you know, obviously the Jets, Sam Darnold needs a wide receiver bad. So, uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson just, he's gone. He just yeah, signed so. with, uh, he just signed with uh, Carolina. Yeah, so for the Jets' sake, you know, if you're a fan, you hope that, uh, as we were talking about earlier, the wide receiver position usually is boom or bust. So you hope for their sake if uh, they pick, make it a good pick. But uh, anyway, I believe he's going to go here at this spot, him him or his teammate. But I'll I'll go with Judy. I'm going to go here and agree with you with the wide receiver run, but I'm going to disagree that it's either the Bama Receivers. I think New York will go C.D. Lamb 
from Oklahoma. Uh, the wide out there as he had the, the huge year uh, for Oklahoma this past year. And he's a number one receiver waiting to happen. And the Jets need that in a bad way. So I think they go with C.D. Lamb here. And for Tim, who was wondering, 6'2", 198 is C.D. Lamb <laughs> out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't yep. going to survive the night without knowing that stat. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm happy to help you, my friend. Uh, but, you're, but, I'll, but, I'll agree, but I will agree with you. Definitely a wide receiver, and I'll go with him, too, of the three of them. Yeah, there's three that could go here for sure. All right, everybody's favorite, the LV Raiders, the Vegas Raiders. Uh, where are we going here? Tim, do you want to lead it off? Are you yeah. ready? The uh, Los Angeles, oh, Los Angeles, the Las Vegas Raiders with the uh, 12th pick. Uh, we pass. We don't want anyone. <laughs> I haven't been grooting. <laughs> the, the Raiders select Spider 3 Y banana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is no one that lives up to the truculence of John Gruden in this draft. We, we pass. And then, People want to play for the Raiders. And then yeah. we'll trade. Then we'll trade our our our, our uh, whoever, t- and then then bemoan the fact that we don't have one. Yeah. Uh, they'll That's take the a wide receiver, or they should take a wide receiver. Take your pick, whichever of the Alabama guys you like. Um, plug in whichever one you want. Uh, I'll put I'll put Jerry Judy in there just because that's easy. So there you go. Uh, I've got them taking Henry Ruggs from Alabama. So uh, they definitely needed to. They need to pick a receiver also, which, you know, as we've talked about, they need a lot as well. They're like Miami, and uh, they need a little bit of everything. So, and they, and they have the picks in the first round. So, I'm gonna disagree with you guys. I'm gonna go with the Raiders going a little off the wall here because they are the Raiders. I got them taking an offensive lineman, six five three fifteen Andrew Thomas from Georgia, uh, because. You know, a wide receiver is all well and good, but they got to protect Derek Carr if he's going to throw the ball. And um, that's really yeah, been a point of contention. Who's he going to throw it to? Tackle dummies? Well, I mean, <laughs> granted, well, but I'm just you got to remember this is the Raiders we're talking about here. Do their picks ever <laughs> make sense? This is why the Raiders will select a punter at number 12. <laughs> No, 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 no. no. I think My Dan team got the eight teams, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they Raymond, did. Raymond, you know what? Raymond people Guy gave him, People gave him shit for that. That actually turned out to be a, an excellent pick with Janikowski at 18. Uh, he ended up be, being the franchise's leading scorer. Yeah, but they yeah. probably could have picked him at, what, 52? Probably, but. Probably. I mean, <laughs> hey, leave it to Al Davis, baby. I mean, that, that was the only problem. It wasn't that, that he wasn't a good kicker. It was just nobody else was going to take him, so why they took him at that spot, that was the problem there. Yeah. And he turned out, to be a, he turned out to be a hell of a good kicker. Yeah. Let's Coming from the Indianapolis Colts is the San Francisco 49ers selecting at 13. Tim, who you got? Okay, this is a no-brainer for me, Nate. They take uh, from uh, – I believe it's Oxnard, California, place kicker Armando Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was holding out for. Uh, <laughs> he heard he was holding out for more money. 
He, he wanted more money, and he's holding out. You, I want one piece of 49ers swag of everything they make, or I'm not playing. <laughs> well, I think they'll take a uh, they'll take the other wide receiver, whichever one is left, which for me is Henry Ruggs. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I, I, I could see them taking a uh, receiver as well, and they, and they need one. Um, they do have another pick, at 31. If the, some of their there's some uh, receivers that could uh, still be there, that could be just as good. Uh, I actually originally had. Take them taking CD Lamb, but I switched it like five minutes before I called you guys. So um, I think they could, guys. They don't. They don't. They pick 13th and 31st, but they don't pick again until 156. So I could see them trading down to get gaining more picks. But if they don't, I could see them taking a receiver. Or I have them taking Javon Kinlaw, a defensive tackle out of Southern. Uh, I'm sorry, South Carolina. Uh, he. Uh, they lost. Uh, I think I can't remember the name uh, of their defensive tackle, and I, I think they'll pick him to replace him. Well, I have to agree with Tim. I think they go wide receiver here, and on my board at thirteen, Jerry Judy is still there. And I know a lot of people are probably saying, "Oh, that'll never happen." Well, in my world, it does. So I think Jerry Judy goes here uh, from Alabama to the Forty ers in a position that they desperately need help at. I always thought uh, Judge Judy was more of a, you know, a, a slot back. No? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> and the 14th pick, the newly right. acquired Tom Brady-Rob Gronkowski duo, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 14. Okay, this is where it gets interesting for me. Because I figured they've almost got to take a tackle, right? Mm-hmm. Be my th- is my thinking. So I, I got them taking uh, Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, all three of us have had Thomas going now by the 14th pick. So I had him at 10. I think, Nathan, you had him going 12. 12, yeah. Uh, so whoever, got, whoever the best offensive tackle that's left, whoever that is, that's who yeah. they should be taking. I uh, have uh, Tampa Bay taking uh, Mickey Becton. I think, Nathan, you had him going fifth, fifth or sixth. Um, eighth. Eighth, okay. Uh, I believe that uh, at the, when, they, uh, when they had the combine, no, not the combine, but whenever – I can't remember the senior bowl or whatever. Didn't he have like a his drug test kind of showed was a little cloudy? I'm not for sure, but uh, I'm not 100 percent on that. I couldn't tell know. you for sure. It's possibly, uh, but uh, I think that might be the reason why he does drop. Uh, but I think uh, Tampa Bay is going to take him. He's well, he was and, uh, he was just trying to grow some hair. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Tell you what, Nathan, uh, uh, Brady. Uh, so y'all, y'all have uh, y'all going to have the tight end. He's going to have the tight ends to throw to. I mean, he's got some good. Got tight three ends right there. now. I mean, uh, Brady, I mean, Howard, and Gronk. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's. Oh, I mean, I mean that's that's why I figured they, they're going to have big numbers. Yeah, that's why I figured they got to take a tackle because if he can stand, if they give him time to stand there, he can find receivers because he can make reads like nobody's business. 
Yeah. Uh, he's probably he's probably the best player and best quarterback in the league at, at making reads because he's been around so long. Um, well, I mean, I agree that I think Tampa's got to go O-line. I think Tim's right, best available lineman. you got to take him. On my board, that was Josh Jones, 6'5", 319, offensive lineman out of Houston. A very pass-happy offense. He knows how to pass block. He fit in perfectly with what Tampa wants to do. So I think uh, Josh Jones would be a great pickup for the Buccaneers. Ooh, However, uh, Jeff, I do like your uh, I do like your Mackay um, Becton uh, falling to us. I would be perfectly okay. Oh with yeah, that. if he's available, if he's available, yeah, you take him. He's a oh yeah, all day. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no issue there. But uh, let's go to fifteen. Uh, Denver Broncos. The Broncos have the 15th pick. Tim, what do you think? Okay, for, Jeff, who is the Denver Broncos quarterback? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know. Drew Locke. Paxton Lynch. <laughs> I think it's Drew Locke. Paxton Lynch, he's left, didn't he? Yeah, Drew yeah, Locke is the quarterback. Drew yeah. Locke. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And from what I understand, they were kind of pleased with him that last year there. I think so, too. I, I'm. I don't know. For some reason, I've got Denver taking defense. Um, yeah, I, I've got them taking uh, Kinlaw to, from South Carolina, who you had go a pick or two ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got them taking them. But I think Denver's probably got a lot of uh, – they're another team with a lot of needs. So. Well, Denver's a team that they love defense. They're not going to get upset about any defensive player. Well, that that altitude and weather and all that is kind of conducive to good D, so that makes sense yeah. to me. I could see him yeah, taking C.J. Henderson if he would drop, uh, but I have him taking the C.D. Lamb wide receiver. I, I think that that's a need that they have, and if he would happen to drop to them or or either of the other two uh, wide receivers we are discussed from Alabama, I mean, any of them, they could, they could go there as well, so. I I do believe they could could go with uh, a wide out here. My only thing is, you know, with Cortland Sutton being there, it's not a dire dire need for them. Whereas I think they definitely have some problems on the line, the defensive line, and I think it they go uh, Calavion Chassion. I, if that's how you pronounce that, six three two fifty four edge rusher from LSU. It's I believe it's Clavon Chasson. Okay, well we'll go with that then. But yeah, <laughs> I think they go. I think they go edge rusher. Um, you know, wide receiver does fit. Like if they took a wide receiver, I wouldn't be surprised. But at the same no. time, there's not that many edge rushers in this draft that are worth talking about. And I think that this is a guy that if he's there, they should grab to kind of beef up that line. All right, 16, halfway home, the Atlanta Falcons. Tim, it's oh, not 28-3, to 3, but the Falcons could blow it oh. here. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, the Falcons um, score 30, give up 55, and lose. Uh, they got a lot of holes, boy, a lot of holes. Uh, I'm giving them a cornerback, though. I'm giving them C.J. Henderson from Florida at the corner. Uh, wow, me and Tim have the same pick. Uh I have him been getting as well, but there's a lot of talk that they hear in the last couple of days that he has gone up the board, and that if Atlanta wants him, they might have to trade up into like the 10 or 11 spot. 
uh, or may, maybe all the way up to number eight because uh, they need to shut down a corner. So, uh, well, you know, he may not go six. He may go even higher. Okay, but I, uh, I have him taking it as well. Okay, quick question before Nate picks. How long do the Atlanta Falcons wait before they start looking at another quarterback? I think it's getting close. My, Matt Ryan is old. I mean, he he was 24, I believe, when he almost listen, came into the league. Listen, get that motherfucker out of the league. He has been a thorn in my ass for so long. I want him gone yesterday. You try playing that motherfucker twice a year with uh, Julio Jones on the sidelines there. It's a damn nightmare. Like, good I mean, God. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan has always been kind of – he's a stat quarterback for me. He gets lots of yards. He gets lots of fantasy points if you got him on your team. They just never seem to win a whole lot. Uh, I could agree with that. I mean, his and they stats blow, And they blow a 28-3 yeah. lead. Right. I don't think that was all on him, but – that wasn't a uh, couple the bad. There was, was some, bad. yeah, play calling and execution, but uh, nevertheless, I think Atlanta goes. They don't get the corner they want. They're not able to trade up. Uh, I think the asking price is too high for them to trade up. I think they go linebacker, Zach uh, Bond from Wisconsin. He's thirty-eight, and uh, I think that's a need the Falcons have there as well. That defense has not been good for a while. True. <laughs> All right, 17, it's the uh, America's team. So the Canadian who loves them can uh, talk about them. Well, Damn, let Dallas me tell you Cowboys. There, boys. How about them Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys select with their pick Jerry Jones's chauffeur driver to be the starting quarterback. Give him $47 million a season. <laughs> Okay, so they take Dak Prescott. All right, move. <laughs> Fucking Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones Fuck is the... fluffer, Dak Prescott. Oh, Jerry, 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 Jerry. I mean, the Cowboys can take anybody on just about on defense and be an improvement. Their defense was, I don't know. Who knows what the Cowboys are going to do? They don't know, so I don't know why anybody else would. Anybody um, else think Jerry Jones just like treats it like it's a game show and he just spins a big wheel with a bunch of players' names on it? And whatever it lands it's, on, he's like, yep, oh, we're taking him. It's 100% a game to him. 100%. He's got all the money in the world, so he doesn't care about that. They won a few times, so he doesn't care about that anymore. It's just, you know, kind of like um, the history of Mel Brooks' history of the world and that big chessboard with real people on it. That's kind of how Jerry. That's kind of how Jerry. That's kind of how Jerry sees his football. He just he doesn't really. He just doesn't really care. Um, I got him taking Clavon Chesson at the linebacker because they need some linebackers. But anyway. Yeah. I think he wants to win. I think he doesn't want to. I don't think he likes hearing about this. Uh, Herschel Walker. Uh, the Herschel Walker trade is why you won your Super Bowls. I, um, and really, a, so far, that's exactly what the reason why they it's exactly why they won their. Well, that's that, that is, but he's wanting to get away from that, and I think he's. I think he wants to definitely wants to win another one, you know, before the, it's all the over. Pro, the prosecution presents into evidence Tony Romo and Dak Prescott. The uh, prosecution rests. 
But you know what's sad is uh, Tony Romo for the first uh, for quarters one, two, and three has the best quarterback rating in NFL history. However, when that fourth quarter came around, it always did. Uh, he's another guy. He's Tony Romo was always a stats quarterback. He'd throw for four hundred yards and somehow they'd lose. Right. I mean that happened a lot. Happens <laughs> <laughs> way too much. And Dak uh, Prescott's not far behind. I don't mind Dak Prescott, but he's not. He's not a Super Bowl quarterback, in my opinion. But anyway. I have uh, the same as you, Tim. I have them taking a lot back from LSU also. You're a smart man, Jeff. Like well, normally when you agree, that means you're wrong. Uh, but I have uh, the Cowboys going, the defensive lineman out of South Carolina, Javion Kinlaw. And again, Tim, for your edification, 6'5", 324. <laughs> And I think the Cowboys can use a guy like that. How about you stop editing me? How about that? If you hadn't have said it, I'd have stopped by now. But uh, since you said something, i got to do it for the rest oh, of the I draft. I absolutely so. love when you tell me how tall they are and what they weigh, Nate. I love it. Well, good. I won't stop. All right. Oh, go thanks, to 18. <laughs> oh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who got Minka Fitzpatrick out of the deal, the Miami Dolphins pick at 18. Tim. I have no idea. I have the Dolphins taking uh, Xavier McKinney from Alabama. Um, okay. I, actually, I have Miami uh, getting him as well, but not at this pick. I actually have them taking a tackle. Ezra Cleveland from Boise State. Um, Ooh, from the and, Blue Tundra. Uh, I believe. And, and this is a possibility where I think Cleveland might be able to trade down and get uh, their namesake there. So as well. <laughs> um, I have the Dolphins here because he's still on my board taking Henry Ruggs III, wide receiver from Alabama. 5'11", 188 pounds. Um, I think he would be – that's a nice fit there. For me, if they can get Ruggs and Tua and both be healthy, that's a successful little uh, – Little pick there for your first two picks in the first round. Uh, guys yeah, that have played together. <laughs> exactly. All right. From the Chicago Bears, the Las they're, Vegas Raiders get the Raiders. 19th. The Raiders. The Raiders. The, the 19th pick. Tim, who do you have uh, the Raiders going with? If I can spin a wheel. Um <laughs> Gruden likes tic tac toe. He doesn't spin a wheel. He's not I'm, like. I, a... Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, AJ Terrell from Clemson, the cornerback. Did you look at my picks? <laughs> um, n- no, but there's a possibility we could have used the same website. <laughs> um, I have them as well. They need a shutdown corner, and he's the they next do. best available after uh, Henderson. I guess uh, he. A lot of people think he's just as good. And the guys went up against the best. I mean, he's went up against the uh, rugs. And yeah. the, uh, and he's went up against and the uh, Judy. And he's went up against Higgins in practice. So, uh, you know, he's seen and he's went up against the best teams when it was showtime and the playoffs. So, uh, I believe this would be an excellent uh, pick for them to if, the, if he makes it there. There are speculation that, he, that Dallas might take him a couple of picks to, uh, yeah, the Cowboys this, could, Cowboys could use a corner. That wouldn't be a bad pick for them. Yeah, so. uh, well, let's make it unanimous here. I have the Raiders selecting A.J. Terrell, 
cornerback Clemson, 6'1", 195. And, uh, What's his shoe size, Nick? Can we get his inseam uh, while we're at it? 18. Uh, <laughs> his inseam is 18? <laughs> He's a, that's why he runs so fast. he got big feet. Nah, I don't, I don't know his shoe size, but... <laughs> the yeah, first time in a first time in a hot minute, the three of us all agreed on the same pick. That's weird. You by uh, you by any chance know his favorite color? Uh, he's colorblind, so he doesn't have one. Probably orange, Ooh, black and white. Then black and white. <laughs> it's one or the other. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, carry on. Coming from the Los Angeles Rams, the Jacksonville Jaguars pick again. At pick 20, Tim. Trevon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. I have them taking uh, Patrick Queen, linebacker from the uh, national championship, Louisiana State. Well, you now, like old. I said earlier, so, when, when we, were talking about the, we were talking about the Jags earlier, I said that I think nine was too early to be considering a quarterback. And that I didn't think many people would make a quarterback run. I think the Jacks can be patient and wait, and the guy that's going to fall to them at twenty is Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. And Tim, did you know he was six six, two hundred and thirty six pounds of close uh, on. mighty close mighty on. close on or close off? Uh, close on, mighty right. mighty duck he is, Justin Herbert. But I think uh, the Jags could wait and possibly grab him here. And if Gardner Minshew doesn't work out, they've got Herbert here as kind of a backup plan. And they didn't have to, All right. to, to go to an early pick. I have to hole in your theory here. You told me when I wanted to pick him at nine that they didn't want him because they're quite happy with Minshew. So why the hell would they bother to draft him at 20 if they don't I, want him? I didn't think. I think they're happy with Minshew, but I think it's good to have a nice backup plan with Herbert. And you don't want to – if you're going to take a quarterback – and I think Herbert is just too talented. Honestly, I think oh, Herbert is too now talented. He's too talented. At nine, he Hold on. Balls and now, now no, 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 no. I think Herbert is too talented no. to to fall past twenty. I think eventually you got to kind of pull the old Washington Redskins model where they took RG three in the first round, and then a few rounds later took Kirk Cousins because they said, "Well, I mean, yeah, he was well, there. Look how that worked. Why not? Look how that, look how that worked out." I didn't say it worked out, but at the time it was kind of a brilliant move because when RG3 didn't work out, they still had Cousins, and uh, he's still quarterbacking in the league. You're the kind of guy that goes to a fast food restaurant and tries to substitute onion rings for fries. Damn right, because onion rings are better. (laughs) I don't want to pay for supersize, but I want two. Yeah, exactly. But, yes, Herbert (laughs) here at 20, a good value pick. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, who may have missed it, six foot six, two hundred and thirty-six pounds of twist and steel and sex appeal is Justin Herbert, the mighty duck from Oregon. Did you steal that from the Johnny Cash song? Maybe. Six foot six, he stood on the ground. Because I'm pretty sure he weighed two hundred and thirty-five pounds. Well, this guy was two hundred and thirty-six. I saw that giant of a man brought down by a thing called love. I sound like Tom Robinson now. Good God, shoot me. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Speaking of Tom Robinson, fly, Eagles, fly. We haven't been good since Nick Foles. 
It's the Philadelphia Eagles the at pick 21. The, bro- the land of the broken quarterback. <laughs> Tim, go ahead. Uh, I don't know. I, I got the Eagles taking a wide receiver because I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles, man. I you hate do- them. It's like Al Davis. <laughs> Oh. Al, who do we take? I don't know. I like that Ooh. kicker. Yeah, here's, here's, here's an insight into the Philadelphia draft room. Oh, it's our pick? Oh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> who's left on the board? We haven't been updating the board, and we're picking 21. Oh, Donovan man. McNabb there. Oh, man. <laughs> who, didn't, who did the Cowboys pass on? Let's pick him. Brian Westbrook. Uh, See there? Yeah, yeah, take him anyway. Call it out. See if they laugh. <laughs> Actually, you know, the fans of Philadelphia might cheer that pick. Who? Who was it? Ryan Westbrook. They might they might cheer that pick. <laughs> yeah, Brian Westbrook. They cheer. They'd all be so <laughs> hammered by the twenty first pick. <laughs> I got the I got the Eagles taking uh Justin Jefferson from L S U. Okay. Jeff. Uh I have uh Philly taking uh T. Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson. Right. I have the Eagles uh, taking a safety, Xavier McKinney from Alabama, six foot two hundred and one pound. So, so in other words, we're all employed by the Eagles draft team because none of us really <laughs> yeah. know. Hey, those were good <laughs> picks, boys. Y'all need a job. <laughs> you got two right out of thirty-two. That's incredible. <laughs> Y'all boys seen this fella named Darren Sproles? <laughs> <laughs> Who recently retired, so enjoy your retirement, Darren Sproles. Billy, a PPR Billy, machine. Billy, give me that list of injured college quarterbacks. <laughs> hey, we took our last Syracuse quarterback, worked out all right. Can we get Greg Shit, Paulus? I'm surprised the, the Eagles will trade up to get Tua because they like those damaged QBs. Well, you ain't wrong. Uh, all right. 22, coming from Buffalo, is the Minnesota Vikings getting this pick. Skull, skull. Oh, God. Really? Yeah. All right. Adding a little pomp and circumstance here. What do the Vikings need the most? Well, if you Anyone? ask me, quarterback, Anyone? but. <laughs> yeah, but there ain't, there ain't none of them left, so. Unless they're going to trade up to get well, one. Well, Diggs, Stephon Diggs is gone from Minnesota now. So, that's an issue. Yeah. It's an area. Yeah. What, about on the, what about on the defensive side? They need a corner. Uh, cor- cor- corners, right? That would be my guess. Yeah. They so, like to pick them, too. Yeah, they do. So gonna, they do. So, with that in mind, I'm taking uh, the best one that I got left, which is Jeff Gladney from TCU. That's a little bit off the board there. Tiny bit. Well, Tim, uh, he he sits behind me in class. <laughs> That's who I took as well. <laughs> Seriously, I did. Yeah, I, I, the, I actually had I've him taken the uh, AJ Terrell. Sharp vision of a fifty-two-year-old man that I can copy off you, Jeff. Not <laughs> not possible. I barely tell well, you you're writing anything down, let alone be able to read it. Well, I'll tell you guys this: I don't have him taking Gladney yet. Um, I, I got him taking Brandon. Ayuka or Ayuk, wide wide receiver receiver from Arizona State. Uh, Just a measly six foot tall, two hundred and five pounds. But I think that's off the board a bit. Yeah, I think they they look to replace Stephon Diggs. 
Uh, they got Adam Thielen. They need that number two receiver because they're the kind of – Cousins is the kind of guy who works to both receivers, and they need a solid number two receiver. So I think they go with uh, with him there. All right, 23, the lost without you, Brady, New England Patriots. Uh, who we got, Tim? I'm all out of love. I can't live without you. Sorry. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what are the Patriots going to do? <laughs> Serious. What, what are the you Patriots need to say that when the Vikings do? come up, because one year they really didn't know, and they just lost their pick. I mean, who's 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 quarterbacking for the Patriots? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't they're, know who they're... their backup is. Okay, so nobody, really. Who's he throwing to? Nobody. Julian Edelman. <laughs> Julian Edelman, nobody. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, hell if I know. If I can throw a dart at a board with some names on it. I could see them moving up to try to maybe get a quarterback, but like you said, a lot of them's gone by now, not unless they, there's one other they might get. Well, but. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they get, what do they got to offer to move up. I mean, their their pick and what else? I mean, I mean they they could. I don't think they have a second round pick either. Yeah, not they could sell. They could do it. They could possibly sell one of their Super Bowl trophies. You know, some a lifetime supply of cheese whiz. Ketchup. Or ketchup, yeah. There's a few things maybe. I mean, the the Patriots are such an unknown to me this year. I don't really. because what they might have been lacking in before, you maybe didn't notice because of the style they played and all that. And I don't know if they're going to be able to play that way anymore with the personnel that they no longer have. It's uh, going to be a, uh, an interesting transition, to say the least. I mean, they could they could be god-awful this year. Yeah, they could be. It's going to be the year where we find out if Belichick's system or the players really. Yeah, uh, was it? Made was it? it. Is, yeah, was it Bill or was it Brady? Who was the? What was the reason there for all the success? Uh, so going with the best player left on the thing, uh, uh, AJ Epencia from Iowa, on the edge, on the edge. That's not uh, the wrestler, mate. Okay. Uh, the guitar player. I have one tied in. Cole, I think you pronounce his name Komet from Notre Dame. Oh, well, if anybody Ed can Bo- produce it, a... <laughs> go ahead. Like I'm Gronkowski. sorry. Ed Boggis jumping up and down with joy and fist pumping at this moment. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you definitely uh, look at uh, look at Notre Dame, they produce the tight ends. That's for sure. Um. Let's. Uh, I got the Patriots going with offensive lineman Ezra Cleveland, six six three eleven, out of Boise State, uh, just to try to uh, protect what quarterback they will have this year. That's it. They really, they're really driving into the unknown because they really. I mean, who knows what that team's going to look like without Brady? Yeah. I mean, are they? I mean, are they going to change their systems? Can Bill, is Bill Belichick capable of changing his system? I mean, I don't really know. You know, it's going to be weird for the fans up there going to the game without Brady. I mean, it's just it's got to be. I mean, wow. it's life, but it's going to be different for them. Especially if they struggle. 
Yeah. That, 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 that could get ugly up there. It could they be are, Tampa Bay fans from Boston. <laughs> they're, so, they're so Yeah. Good. How many years has it been since they were bad? I'd say before, last time, before he entered. <laughs> I think the, yeah, last today, time they mi- the last time they missed the playoffs was 0-2, wasn't it? Yeah, okay, well, so they missed it a... whenever he uh, – when oh, Castle no? went 11-5, they missed it that oh. year. Did they miss it? I thought they made it. Yeah, they they I think that off they were like the first ever eleven and five team never to make it. That year he got hurt. I think it was oh seven or oh eight. Oh eight, I think it was. But generally speaking, wow. they haven't they haven't had a losing team there for you know fifteen twenty years. Uh, they've got a whole generation of fans that know nothing but playoffs and winning. Yeah. And suddenly stuff is it it ain't going to be that simple this year. So that 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 could that could really turn ugly up there. Absolutely. Anyway. All right. 24, the New Orleans Saints, who I cannot stand. Uh, Tim, go ahead. I have them taking Patrick Queen at linebacker from LSU. I have them taking a guy from LSU, but not Patrick Queen. I got uh, either one would be a popular pick, by the way, in New Orleans. But uh, I got them taking Justin Jefferson. I got him dropping to New Orleans with that pick. I I agree with Jeff. Justin Jefferson is who I have. That would be a good combination, and New Orleans fans would love that. Yeah, and don't interrupt me when I'm telling you that he's 6'1", 202, wide receiver (laughs) from LSU. Couldn't quite make that out, mate. What was that? (laughs) What now? (laughs) Pick 25, the Minnesota Vikings are back on the clock. Uh, Tim, you didn't uh, know earlier. Do you know now? I do. They're going to take Coffee Higgins from Clemson. Uh, I, think that'd be, be, I, I could see that'd, them taking them even at that 22 would be, as well. That would be T. Higgins, not yeah. Coffee Higgins. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I got them taking Kenneth Murray, uh, linebacker from OU. I, I think that that would be, be a good value pick for them. Remember earlier when you guys said Jeff Gladney at 22 was your pick? I have the Vikings taking Jeff Gladney at 25. 5'10", 191, cornerback out of TCU. I think the Vikings all need right. that corner for sure. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, coming the last pick, their, their last first pick here in the first round of the draft, from the Texans, the Miami Dolphins, as they complete their trifecta. Here at pick twenty-six, the Dolphins Tim. select DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia. Hmm. Now that would be an interesting pick. That's a very good possibility. I debated on where where to put him, and Miami was my thinking, and another team was, which I have him going in the first round. But uh, I think Tim said he had. Xavier McKinney going 18 at Miami. I have him dropping a little bit going to going to Miami, but the 26th pick. Fair enough. Safety from Alabama. Yeah. The the running back idea there is a pretty good pick. Um, almost makes me want to change mine because I think that's that's a very good possibility. Or I could possibly see Miami shopping two of these picks to move up, uh, possibly. Oh, yeah, that's just something I think yeah, they would do. Yeah, can't rule that out. Um, but at 26, I have them taking Cesar Ruiz 
from Michigan, offensive lineman, 6'3", 307, uh, is a guy who can help protect if they get Tua and give him some time, and uh, they definitely need to beef up the line. Even if it's Fitzmagic back there throwing, somebody's got to block, and I think Ruiz can do that for them. But yeah, I do think the, the Dolphins are going to try and chop two of those picks. Though. I think you could see the 26th pick and the 18th pick package to move up into uh, yeah. about the 11 or 12 range if they decide they want to get a you know uh, a better caliber some, player. Yeah, if there's somebody they're targeting up there that's still available, they might do that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, next pick, 27, Seattle, the Seahawks. Tim. Is this where I say, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, no. Uh, I think Seattle needs some – I mean, the Seattle Seahawks are kind of Russell Wilson and – then from there, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and then from there, it sort of kind of drops off. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. He has a funny first name. It starts with a Y. Mm. Yeter, Yeter, maybe? Matos from Penn State. I'm not sure how you say his name. That's who they're taking. Yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they do. I mean, really though, if uh, Clowney doesn't sign with them, that's who uh, re-sign with them. Once they sign somebody else, but they actually are talking about still they might re-sign Clowney. They don't know yet, but they don't. Uh, this would be the. Well, I, I think it'd be a good choice at this part of the draft. Uh, he, I mean, uh, I, I get a lot of the Big Ten Network, and sometimes I watch at night and uh, their games in Penn State. Uh, he was he was pretty. I remember him there. He was pretty good. So uh, I think this could be a steal for Seattle. We never showers either, I hear. Well, well Seattle it rains a lot, so that'd be good. <laughs> good pairing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he will not partake of the Sandusky Memorial showers there in Penn State. Oh man. Oh. Oh, oh man. Well, <laughs> yeah, it ain't too soon. So. Oh man. <laughs> For those of you no, at home, that yeah. Should never, that should, no, no, no. That should never go away, and it should never, ever, ever be forgotten. It was so disgusting. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> There's Joe Paterno looking like some kind of whore. I have Seattle taking Denzel Mims, oh. wide receiver from Baylor. <laughs> Six three two zero seven. Russell Wilson can use all the help he can get throwing the ball. Uh, somebody's got to catch it. And I just, I'm just not sold on their receiving core. I never am. I know everybody loves Tyler Lockett. He's so hit or miss. I just, I never know with him. All right. You should play Stu Hart every. You should play uh, <laughs> Stu Hart every. At least once every show. Ah, uh, we try to. I haven't broke that one out in a while. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, 28, Baltimore Ravens as we're starting to wind down. We got our last five picks here. Baltimore takes more defense. Inside linebacker Ken Murray from Oklahoma. I've got the Ravens. If he drops, if Miami doesn't get him, I got them taking DeAndre Swift, running back from Georgia. 
Uh, I have the Ravens going with Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Six foot 229. All right. <laughs> I love you, Tim. I mean it. All right. <laughs> the surprise last year of the season, the in my opinion, the Tennessee Titans who just dominated with Derrick Henry and, surprisingly, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he showed up and took over and made a march to the uh, AFC Championship game. The Raven, or excuse me, the Titans at 29. Tim, where are you going? Tim, have we lost? Did we lose Tim? It seems as though we've lost Tim. All right, we'll give Tim a second here to kind of bounce back in. We just got a few picks left. Um, it's been an entertaining little draft, I think, for us. Uh, been quite a bit of, uh, you know, agrees, agreements and disagreements, of course. Yeah. Uh, you and Tim have been kind of on the same up page. To the same, yeah, y'all been on the same page quite a bit. I've been a little more off-kilter than you guys, but it's always good. I enjoy uh, – Enjoy looking and then trying to figure out where everybody goes. Okay, here he is. And back again. Am I, Tim, am I here? Tim, you are here. Okay, and we go back to I you. Can, I could hear you the whole time, but anyway. Um, Tennessee. We go back to Zach, you, Tennessee Titans. Zach Bond from uh, Wisconsin. Linebacker. Okay. I've got the Titans. Uh, they lost, I believe they lost a tackle, maybe a free agency. Uh, so I think uh, for Derrick Henry to continue their success, they're going to have to address the tackle position again. I think they're going to take Robert Hunt from Louisiana. Brother of Mike. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Porky's too, have you? Yeah, indeed I have. But uh, just, just for that, I get one of these. Dummy! Dummy! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, that's a All solid right. joke, but there's always someone who doesn't, who's never heard it before. So that's true. Uh, I have the Titans going with Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman out of Auburn, and uh, Auburn, Auburn six three three zero three. All right, moving on to the next <laughs> pick thirty, the Green Bay Packers, Tim. Green Bay gets a tackle so that they can try to protect their quarterback. I have them taking June Jones's long lost nephew, Josh Jones. <laughs> I have Green Bay preparing for the future after Aaron Rodgers. I have them selecting Jordan Love, quarterback. Mm, mm, oh. Interesting. Oh, interesting! The cheeseheads are—I mean—you're being pelted with blocks of camembert <laughs> as we speak. How dare you speak the name and and retirement of of the great? Oh, dude, I can't. Oh, but I don't argue. At some point, they're they're also—he's in the Matt Ryan zone or getting close. Where at some point they got to try to figure out how they're going to well, replace him. Well, he's before Matt Ryan. Uh, although Matt Ryan was old, like I said, when he came to the league. Well, Rogers year two difference. Rogers has Danica Patrick keeping him young, and he's always got the discount double check. Uh, I have the Green Bay Packers going with Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama, trying to beef up that defense. So good luck. 
Uh, 31st pick, San Francisco 49ers with their pick. Uh, and uh, addressing the podium is Armando Martinez. Tim. No, he's, he's who the does pick. Uh, uh, again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. So nice. They picked him twice. Yeah, Armando Martinez, Martinez. Um, yeah, forty nine. Threw some puntas down there on the field. <laughs> he already does. Uh, yeah, Ross, Black, Ross Blacklock, uh, defensive tackle from TCU, goes to the forty niners. All right, uh, Jeff. Uh, the Niners, I believe, again, like their thirteenth pick, they can very well trade out of it because they don't pick again until one fifty six. But if they do stay, I have them taking who you had, Nathan, last pick. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. Well, I went a different route. Not really. Uh, I have the San Francisco 49ers taking Christian or Christian Fulton. Six foot 197 corner out of LSU. I think that's a position they need to sure up if they're going to make another run at it this year. They need try to, to, they somebody need to sure it stop up. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Yeah, well, if they make it again. Yeah, if they make it, somebody's got to somebody's got to cover him. All right, final pick of the first round and the last pick we will be doing here tonight on the 2020 NFL Draft Special uh, and Last Dance Review. The Kansas City Chefs, if you're dyslexic, the Kansas City Chiefs, if you uh, can read correctly. All right, Tim, who are you going with? The Kansas City Chefs select. Caesar Salad Ruiz from Michigan. <laughs> that was funnier than it should have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't said Kansas City Chef. <laughs> that popped me. That was good. That was good. I enjoyed it. The Chiefs will take, whoever the hell, will take whoever the hell Patrick Mahomes tells them to take. Yeah, really. Which in my, uh, what's on mine was Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. So. I have him taking uh, Jerry Jones' illegitimate son, Josh Jones, from Houston. He was a tackle. <laughs> Jeez. I <laughs> uh, see I've drugged Jeff into my web. Did you say Jerry Jones earlier or Jim Jones? Cause I said Jerry Jones. I, I, I said June Jones. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I Jerry, am the chief. Jerry, Jerry Jones kills his illegitimate kids. Come on. <laughs> so does Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim, Jim Jones kills everyone. Man, Jim Jones kills your kid, my kid, everybody's kids. Uh, oh, happy wow. birthday, Matt Dombrova, by the way, if you're listening. Oh, happy 24th. Lord, that's, yeah, let's not talk about that. And for the last pick, I have uh, the Kansas City Chiefs with a special announcement from a guest selector. Uh, The Kansas City chefs have allowed the Swedish chef to make their pick for them. Uh, To Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Uh, no, I have the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> selecting Kenneth Murray, 6'3", 241 linebacker out of Oklahoma. Beef up that defense some. And ladies and gentlemen, 
that is the first round of the NFL draft, uh, according okay. to me I'm gonna and do a, Tim and Jeff. I'm going to do a quick review, all right? All right. All right. Bengals, Burrow. Redskins, don't have a clue. Giants, who knows? Raiders, going to do something stupid. Tampa Bay, who knows? Cowboys, going to do something stupid. Dolphins, <laughs> who knows? Jaguars, yeah, maybe. Eagles, going to pick somebody the fan base hates. Patriots, <laughs> nobody knows. Saints, fuck, nobody knows. Uh, Seahawks, going to pick anybody and it's going to work out. Chiefs, could pick anybody. It's going to work out. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Minnesota, <laughs> skip or pick. Yeah, Minnesota forgets <laughs> to take a pick. Uh, How utterly embarrassing must that have been at the moment? It's still embarrassing to this day. <laughs> no, but if you were in that room and you somehow ran out of time without making a pick, how does that happen? I, mean, what the I hell wish were I they could tell do? you. What the hell were they? I mean, there, you want to talk about a documentary that should be made? There's one right there. Yeah, how in right. the hell did that happen? <laughs> I think they made it. It's called Draft Day, and it's available on DVD and Blu-ray. <laughs> Well, there's talk that uh, whenever Jerry Jones, uh, whenever uh, I think they had the 22nd, I can't remember what pick they had, but they were one. He was walking up to select Johnny Manziel, and his son came by, by and about tackled him, not to make that pick. Well, that's happened a, a couple times. I don't know about in football. That's happened in a hockey a time or two where uh, the uh, guys went up to make the pick, and the draft team is. You know, they cut to the table, and all the guys at the draft team, their mouths are on the floor because they, what in the hell? That's not who we, that isn't who we picked. But the but the owner just decided he was drafting somebody else, and he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I can you do? The, I guess if you're the owner, I suppose you have that right to do it. But I don't know why you'd bother to pay guys millions of dollars in salary to pick to do that for you if you were just going to pick whoever you wanted. You might as well just do that. Yeah, you would think. But uh, you know what? That actually brings us here close to our time. time. And, guys, anything you uh, want to bring up before we uh, call it a night here on uh, this episode? Anything even with the last dance or anything like that? I just, I'm just i going to be tuning in for part three and four. I know that. Uh, Absolutely. I believe it'll get. I think it'll get better and better. Is the great, great thing about it. Yeah, and I, I think it has a chance. That I have a feeling that documentary is going to win some awards. I really do. I should. have that feeling. And I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing <clears throat> everything I can to uh, try to talk to the, whatever the powers that be. Don't cancel my football season, you bastards. Yeah, we we need football. We need it. Although, they cancel football. Today, I don't know what uh, we're going to do. Today, news came out that the NHL is planning on a June 1st revamp, and they've got something in in play where they are going to pick or have selected one team out of every division, and that's where all the games will be played in that city, and that they've got <laughs> some kind of some kind of protocol in place. I you know I don't know what you know all the details, but that that's what they're shooting for, and that was uh, actually confirmed by one of the owners. So, I mean, we'll see where that goes, because if the government isn't on board, it won't matter. But, um, I, I, I mean, I can't argue that. I would love to see some sports, because it's getting pretty damn boring. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand. Ed, I believe Edmonton is one of the arenas they're going to go to, and maybe Minnesota as well. Yeah, because there's not a, you know, if you can find, you know, you could probably find some cities that haven't been hit that hard. You know, certainly you're not going to play in New York or anywhere on the coast. But in the middle Charleston, of the country, West Virginia sounds like a good place to play. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of the country, I mean, you're probably not looking at anywhere near as much trouble as you are in some of the other places. So who yeah. knows? Lord knows if there's money to be made, they'll figure it out somehow. I believe yeah. Carolina's we'll keep... a de- destination as well. So that's only a four or five hour drive for you, Nathan. Yeah, that's only about a about a four and a half hour trip. But uh, who knows? We'll keep an eye on things for you, and as soon as we find out, we'll let you know. Again, thanks to the law offices of Stephen P. News, StripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meets, our wonderful sponsors. We really appreciate them. Tim? I I demand you play Bush League theme, so Bogus must dance. Kind of like Hogan must pose. Oh, well, okay. Bush League. Are you happy? I just saw a visual of Ed Boggess in a thong with a big tray of manicotti going at it. I'll take some of the manicotti. But uh, anyway. (laughs) Manicotti pasta. Pasta, that's right. (laughs) The pasta. Did you hear hear that we figured that out, Jeff? What's that? Uh, British and English people say pasta, and you... Americans say pasta. We figured. I figured that out. So, oh. yeah, I, I was not aware of that, but that is the case. So there you go. And there we Pretty go, cool. indeed. So yeah. take your pasta and shove it where the sun don't shine. I usually do, but I do it in my mouth. In, All right. Well, boy, that's a way to end. That's a way to end things, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Nate Bush comes out on Wide Men Can't Jump. There's Diana looking like some kind of whore. There's Nathan looking like some kind of whore. <laughs> Thanks for listening oh, in, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next yeah, week. Yeah, kill this thing before it gets any worse. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the Law Offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, and Stay Classy Meets, well, you can check them out at stayclassymeets.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter at WideJump and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.